Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, Pacific Division Preview Edition, starring Dave Schilling, Quincy Doobie, Yaroslav Korolev, Joey Devine, Ronaldo Major, Shaman Williams, Sean Keen, Eric Piatkowski, Daniel Ewing, Patreons, Delamuka, thank you Delamuka, Dave Dufour, thank you Dave, musical guest, My Chemical Romance, and now the temporary host of the Round Ball Rock Podcast, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock Podcast, and we are back with our second episode of the week. I'm here, as always, with America's Uncle Dad, Sean Keen. Sean. I'm, I'm all right. I'm fine. Oh, you don't sound that all right. I mean, things are, are good. Things... Was, did Ted Lasso make you sad? Is that what's going on? And I'm having to watch Ted Lasso makes me Your sad. Your heart was too warm uh, just, from watching Ted Lasso. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a, it's been a weird second season of Ted Lasso, Joey. I don't know if you watch the show. I watch oh, it I know. to discuss I it with my parents. <laughs> I don't watch it, but Ivy does. And I'm, I'm in the room occasionally when it's on. And my mm-hmm. biggest question about this season of Ted Lasso is... Why did they air a Christmas special in the middle of July? Well, I mean, it's it's where that happens chronologically in a football season, Joey. I sure, but I mean, but wait, do you want to know why? Because they ordered two extra episodes, <laughs> which is why they also did an after hours episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I mean, what happened was they had finished a coherent uh, ten episodes. It's whatever you might think about it. And uh, that's what happens when you now look. Some Apple TV shows decide to scrap their entire ten episode series and uh, 
rewrite it and then set it uh, <laughs> during the, the pandemic. Past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the morning show would do. Ted Lasso <laughs> was just like, oh, two more episodes. I guess uh, we're going to make an episode that doesn't really have Ted Lasso in it. And then we're going to make a Christmas episode because I guess English shows have Christmas episodes. But here's my question. I understand the Christmas episode and it seemed fine. It was very Christmassy, whatever. But if you're Apple. Yes. Why wouldn't you just hold that one? Make that one a one-off? Yeah. And be like, guess what? Merry Christmas. We have a a Ted Lasso Christmas special that starts on that we air on Thanksgiving. Right. Because it's like, it didn't seem like anything was happening plot-wise. It just felt ridiculous that everyone I knew was tweeting about this Christmas show in the middle of fucking July. Uh, I think it also... August? It might have been August. It doesn't matter, but still. (laughs) Well, I mean, we're still pretty far from Christmas, and that was like seven episodes Yeah, yeah, yeah. The show comes out every week. Uh, (laughs) So... Doing the math, uh, still way before Christmas. Um, Sean, should we make one of our division previews a Christmas episode? Yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> Let's throw it out there. Uh, what's weird is that Ted Lasso is kind of not very important to the show anymore. <laughs> and I don't know if that's intentional or like if Jason Sudeikis is not spending as much time in England. Mm-hmm. But it is it is a weird... Well, he can't live on that island where... Uh... The uh, his wife's new boyfriend is. Oh right, that's yeah. that's true. That's true. Maybe that's it. He's just he's just wandering around punching English children for fucking his wife. Um, all right. I felt I did feel I did feel bad after the first season came out and people were like, "Oh, a guy separated from his wife and children working in England in a new job. It's so oh, it's like it's his life." And then Jason Sudeikis is like. Well, she, my wife didn't leave me until we shot season one. <laughs> like I was, mm-hmm. I was just pretending to be, uh, and now he really is a sad guy. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he probably he probably has to punch. Uh, he's like going after. He has to find think... every member. He has to hunt down and beat up every member of One Direction before he I gets was... to Harry Styles. It's like a. I was. It's I was like thinking... a, a Scott Pilgrim thing. <laughs> yeah, but I was. I was thinking he maybe wasn't even familiar enough, and so he's like. He's going after Take That. Uh, he's going like the after the Jonas Brothers. Uh, he's trying to fight the Jonas Brothers. Yeah, well, um. he knows they're English, so like, like he's just been like stalking Robbie Williams, mm-hmm. and he saw that video where Robbie Williams pulls his skin off, and he's mm-hmm. like, "This guy's a maniac." <laughs> he's he's the last one I fight. All right, um, Sean, uh, that's our take on Ted Lasso. Oh, you know what? But I do want to bring this up. Uh, it, it's overrated, but uh, but it's still better than Hacks. I don't, I mean, I look, I don't watch a lot of TV. Um, These are the most critically acclaimed comedies of our time. I Joey. only watch Bosch. Um, and the morning show. The morning show is my favorite show on television. Uh, at some point, we're going to have John Wilms on to talk about the morning show, but that's uh-huh. after we do the, our newsroom uh our Patreon-only newsroom show. <laughs> the newsroom is three seasons or four? Three seasons. There's oh, three seasons in the newsroom. I mean, okay, that's a slog, but it's not as much of a slog. Mm. I mean, I could make it more of a slog. I could start write, retroactively writing more seasons of the newsroom. <laughs> um, 
But write a Christmas episode. How do you think Will McAvoy would handle people who are vaccination hesitant, Sean? Well, he'd 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 say like, "Mr. Team President," he'd give he'd give a stunning speech about it, and he'd I think he'd I think he'd um I think what Will McAvoy would be really good at uh he'd use someone's own words against them. Mm-hmm. He's good at like hoisting someone <laughs> by their, their petard, yeah. Petards. Yeah, he's like a very petard specific mm-hmm. kind of guy, I think. You know what I just remembered and I'm sort of dreading <laughs> <laughs> rewatching the newsroom episode uh where we learn Will McAvoy's favorite movie is Rudy. Oh god. <laughs> and uh, they like literally reenact the like laying their jerseys on their desk thing until Will McAvoy can do the news or whatever. Um, <laughs> but what does make me laugh about that is that means Aaron Sorkin loves them. Oh, um, yeah. Because <laughs> he had to shoehorn that shit in there. Um, I mean, he loves baseball. <laughs> all right. Um so yeah, that's some business to look forward to, Patreon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're gonna have a, <laughs> the room with the news. It's uh, starting in a week or two, I think. Uh, we're gonna have a uh, Patreon only episode where we watch and talk about episodes of the newsroom with our friends. Um, but speaking of Patreon, Sean, yeah, uh, we had an interesting Patreon episode this week. Uh, Brett Slamson had a campaign ad. Uh, should I play some of that right now? Yeah, please. Right. Now, a special message from the committee to recall Bob Myers. Paid for by the committee to recall Bob Myers and not authorized by Roundball Rock, Joey Devine, or Sean Keane. It might be authorized by Dave Schilling, though. He didn't return our email. The committee to recall Bob Myers is a division of Slam Sun Corporation, LLC. Welcome to a special edition of the Slammed Up Podcast, the only analytics podcast that is embedded inside another larger podcast. I'm your host, Brett Slamson, and as happens sporadically, I am not with my co-host, Randy Ledoux. Uh, Randy says he's on a quest to find, quote, the beach that makes you big. Uh, We will miss him, though I support his efforts to change his body composition, something that NBA lardass Zion Williamson could take to heart. But today, I am not here to inform, but rather to inflame. I'm announcing a campaign right here in the heart of democracy, California, to remove a tyrant who is destroying our state's finest institutions. I am talking, of course, about Golden State Warriors General Manager Bob Myers. Under the corrupt Myers administration, the once great Warriors franchise has suffered losses. The pandemic wiped out an entire season at the Chase Center. Thank you, Chinese virus. Uh, thanks to Myers' lack of leadership, including a disastrous acquisition of a giant anchor in point guard form, D'Angelo Russell, and a huge spike in the state's luxury tax rates. And I'll have more to say after this break for our sponsors. All right. Uh, that's right. For some reason, Brett Slamson is trying to recall Bob Myers. Uh I'm sure does we'll hear he, more about that in today's episode, but... Does um, he? I don't even understand how that would work. <laughs> I don't know either, but 
that's right. If you subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash roundrockpod, you can learn more about Brett Slamson's recall Bob Myers campaign um, or the newsroom. Or also you can hear me read J.J. Reddick's poem. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, roundrockpod at gmail.com is our uh, email address. At roundrockpod is our Twitter. Sean, what's our Instagram? Roundrockpod? Uh, yeah, it's round <laughs> well, the the Instagram we don't post on. We have, um, we don't post on it a lot. I would say. <laughs> I think. Uh, do you think there's more? Okay, over under on how many times we posted on Instagram? Is it uh, seven? Is the over under? Or you've just counted? I'm saying I did not just count. I'm guessing seven. That is why I'm guessing that's how many times we posted. Uh, we have posted sixteen times. Oh, all right. That's better than I thought. One of them is a really erotic photo of uh, Steph Curry and Aisha, though. Great. Um, all right. We have taken too long. Um, You're Sean, right. Sorry. <laughs> uh, it's the start of the season, which means it's time for season previews. Um, Sean, do you? You do a thing. You're doing a thing. Uh, oh, my thing. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. your thing. So, uh, yeah, we're doing a bunch of comparisons. Here's the thing. We all know that, uh, according to Aristotle, there are six elements of the classical drama. And uh, I don't think it's a coincidence that there's six divisions in the NBA. And of those six, I would say that the Pacific Division is spectacle. Mm. Because it is it is quite a spectacle Everything that's happened. There's spectacular teams. Uh, and this also spectacle, of course, uh, includes all aspects, costumes, scenery, the gestures of the actors and the resonance of the actors voices. I got to say, uh, this is a gesture heavy division, Joey. Gesture or jester? Uh, gesture. Okay. Because I would also say it's a jester heavy division. It too. is. It is definitely. A lot of clowns but, out there, you know? Well, <laughs> there's a lot of costuming. Uh, I would say that's Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gestures of the actors, they've got, uh, they've got shimmying. Mm-hmm. They've got um, throwing chalk in the air and yelling Taco Tuesday mm-hmm. in an accent mm-hmm. that's maybe a little racist, mm-hmm. would you say? Sure. Um, <laughs> I would say the resonance of the actors' voices uh, is is much improved now that Doc Rivers is not in the division mm-hmm. for sure. But I mean, who has a more beautiful and melodious voice uh, than DeAndre Jordan and Anthony Davis? So spectacle, spectacle is what I would say. Sean, while you're here uh, explaining mm-hmm. theatrical terms. Yeah. Do you want to go out of your way to condescendingly explain uh, what the fourth wall means to people and also <laughs> sort of get it wrong? Uh, uh, you yeah, want to describe you... it as an occasional feature in fiction, TV, and films? <laughs> well, I mean, how, what, is, what does that have to do with cancel culture, though? Uh, I mean, it's all about Twitter, baby. I don't know. I don't subscribe to that. All right. Breaking uh... the fourth wall. <laughs> the fourth wall is such a common thing that it's also um a chain of like kind of of paid open mics in los Mm -hmm. angeles in fact it makes uh some things some show listings a little bit unusual (laughs) but uh congratulations to my friend for putting that together uh all right he had a space by his moving company (laughs) all right our um (laughs) 
<laughs> Our first team, Sean, is of course the Los Angeles Lakers. Last year they were at, only went 42 and 30, which is wow. good for 7th in the West, approximately 48 wins. In the playoffs, they beat the Warriors in the play-in and then lost in round one to the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. They were 24th in offense, first in defense. Mm-hmm. Who did they say goodbye to? Joey, they said goodbye to Alex Caruso. No! Uh, Dennis Schroeder, the German Alex mm-hmm. Caruso. Uh, pretty boy Kyle Kuzma. Well, that, the NBA's Pete Davidson, Kyle That's Kuzma. true. Yeah. Um, Ankle bracelet all-star Contavious Caldwell Pope, uh, Montre- former six-man of the year Montrez Harrell, uh, former uh, UNICEF Ocean Rescue Man of the Year Marc Gasol, uh, rebounding leader Andre Drummond, uh, second-generation Laker Ma- Wes Matthews, uh, one of the NBA's lesser twins Markeith Morris, uh, a man who's always been a trailblazer at heart, Ben McLemore, uh, NBA champion Alfonso McKinney, and assistant coach Jason Kidd. That is a lot of turnover. I mean, they well, <laughs> I would have let Jason Kidd go, too, after seeing those pictures of him today. But um, anyway, uh, here's who they signed. They got they traded for Russell Westbrook. Uh-huh. He's going to love being here, man. They uh, acquired Carmelo Anthony. They brought Trevor Ariza home for the 15th mm-hmm. time. Uh, they brought Dwight Howard home. For they, the third time. Yeah. It's his third time on the Lakers, guys. They brought DeAndre Jordan home back to Los Angeles. Rajon Rondo is back. They also inexplicably were able to get both Kendrick Nunn and Malik Monk. Uh-huh. Uh, and they uh, brought in Wayne Ellington and um, Mac McClung. And, Mac of McClung. course, Kent Bazemore, who was not on this list. But oh, Kent, Bazemore. On Kent Bazemore was on this list. And also, no. I had to add DeAndre Jordan. And also time. Austin Reeves. Uh, yeah, Austin he's, not, Reeves. he's not really going to be on the team, though. <laughs> Uh, oh my god do you think do you think doc rivers made deandre jordan like leave a change of clothes in the ceiling tiles at the the staples center and it's like you'll be i'll be back i know i know we're trying i know you're gonna go to the mavericks Put, put put like 50 bucks in the ceiling tile you can get it when you come back um, it feels like doc rivers should be cooked doesn't it yes <laughs> He's on the wrong team. God, that would take this season to a new level. Nothing against Frank Vogel, who is probably a better coach than Doc Rivers, but he doesn't. He's not. A, he's not showtime enough. Doc Rivers is there, motivating wait, wait, people. Wait, 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 hold on. You brought him up. Hold on. We said his name. What's up, Lakers fans? All right. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, the best. This is secretly our best drop. I think. What's up, Lakers fans? Coach. It makes me laugh every single time. <laughs> What's up, Lakers fans? Coach Frank Vogel here. He sounds so dead inside. What's up, Lakers fans? Coach Frank Vogel here. <laughs> he's still the coach. He's I know. Still, he's, he hasn't done a bad job at all. <laughs> no, he's been great. Um. Anyway, Sean, uh, this team's really old. Uh, it's like they went to the. They were really old last year. And then they went to the beach to get themselves older. Yeah, can I can I ask you a question? Is it true that Carmelo Anthony's social security number is zero? <laughs> I, 
I mean, I guess this team isn't as old as last year's team because Kendrick Nunn and Malik Monk are... Well, no, because... No, this team's older. Yeah, it's it is old. older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at those... Spr- like, Alex Caruso looks like, like, like Jason Tatum in comparison. <laughs> a young, young man. Well, and, you know, Kyle Kuzma is... Perpet is the NBA's greatest zoomer. Um, <laughs> my first question, though, Sean, is uh, Russell Westbrook. Yes. Is he good? Because analytics people would tell you no. Well, and like watching him in the playoffs, my answer is no. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like I've seen him win a lot of games, but I feel like I've seen him lose more games when we're talking about important ones. And... I mean, I kind of felt like that about Russell Westbrook seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there are things he's good at. He seems like he's a good teammate. Like, seems like he's a good dude. Like, people say, like, he's yeah, never fighting with his teammates or anything like that. He's, he seems like a really nice guy. Uh, now, I mean, he's he's not willing to live the same kind of... Uh, swinging bachelor lifestyle that Kevin Durant demands in a teammate. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, he seems like a good dude. But, um... Oh, I forgot. Like, oh, Sean, I forgot. Sorry, before we I let you finish, I forgot the yeah. reason I brought up Austin Reeves. You know his uh-huh. nickname, right? I don't. I did not learn his Austin Reeves. His nickname is thing. Hillbilly Kobe. I mean, that that sounds like a guy... <laughs> who is going to, like, pivot in, like, a year to being, like, a conservative provocateur. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and he's going to be, like, like people are going to be, like, wow, he's, uh... <laughs> he's, he's now he's running for, for the House of Representatives in Kansas? That's weird. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess he's from Arkansas. He also went to Wichita State and Oklahoma? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um... Anyway, sorry, back to Russell Westbrook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I guess he has a standard NBA contract and not a two-way. I guess he will be on the team yeah, this year. Yeah, no, they they uh, converted his two-way to an actual contract. Yeah. Um, because he was so good. And, um, pretty weird. Anyway. <laughs> well, they were a little light on uh, white guys. Yeah, they were a little light on memes, uh, meme guys, so... Uh, anyway, I, here's here's my take on Russell Westbrook. Uh, I do think he's good. Uh, like, he just wins you. Yeah, like if your team has what Russell Westbrook in uh, on it, they're guaranteed to go five hundred. Like, he's I mean, it like seems a like he also razor, but also a yeah, ceiling, that's, that's, a that's, ceiling that's, uh, lowerer. That's that is the best way to describe it. Where it's like you can't really say he's bad, right? Um, and and I can see how, in theory, he, like, really helps the Lakers. I don't really see a situation where he uh, subverts his game, necessarily. But I do see I do see how, like, him playing when LeBron's not on the floor is helpful. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, uh, they somehow convinced Anthony Davis to play center all year, so... Well, that that's already not happening, though, you realize, Oh, really? Right? No, I didn't catch that. I thought well, they, he was saying that he was going to play center all year. They're already talking about, uh, like, how they're going to have to play, like, Carmelo Anthony will help out, and, uh, like, 
talking about all the minutes that Dwight Howard and DeAndre Jordan are going to get. Like, getting DeAndre Jordan at all, to me, that is... uh, He's just not going to play center on it's just not going to happen. And I mean, maybe maybe that's fine. And he'll play center a lot in the playoffs. And, you know, like it, there's there's still something to be said for. I mean, obviously, there's a lack of spacing when that happens. But it's kind of like not the worst thing in the world to have a, a, a giant front court of really good defensive players. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that Dwight Howard is like a really good defensive player, but you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and I can also see how that maybe now look, Russell Westbrook was most successful when he was essentially playing forward, playing a center on offense. So, uh, in Houston, but, um, no, I, I do not expect Anthony Davis to be playing center all year or really like that much at all. I, I think he's going to play center all year. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I mean, it, the, the if you look at the the composition of the team, it's I mean he'll play some center for sure, but like how many games do you think he's going to play? Well, I mean he only ever plays like sixty games, right? Right. So I don't know. I just I didn't. I just I was just looking it up, and on Twitter people were already talking about like how how much they could roll with Dwight Howard and. John Jordan minutes. It so. just feels like they have to play him at center. Like, why are you choosing to play Dwight Howard and DeAndre Jordan? Like, I just think he'll probably play center a lot in the playoffs, but not really that much in the regular season. That would be my prediction if I had to say anything. I mean, just just the I mean, the the explanation would be he hates playing center. And this is like the 10th year of his career. And I don't know what like change to make him embrace the center position in the regular season now. I mean, well, I kind of have a theory on that though. What is it? It's that like NBA players respect Carmelo Anthony, like so greatly. They're like, Oh, so I'll play. play (laughs) Yeah. Like, Oh, uh, we got to get a hall of famer in the lineup. You know (laughs) what I mean? (laughs) Well, my, my guess is that, uh, that we're going to see some Carmelo Anthony at center minutes. That's what that means. <laughs> um, okay, is this... Do you think this team's too old, Joey? I mean, they're not that much older than they were last year, really. Like, like Kendrick Nunn and THT are going to play a lot more than, like... They're young guys last year, you know? Well, not more than Alex Caruso. I don't think they're too old. I mean, it bums me out how old they are. It bums me out how old both the Lakers and the Nets are. I, I, what do you I think, don't, Sean? Is I, I it do, too I, old? I don't. I do not think they're too old. Um, Taylor Horton Tucker also played a lot last year. Right. But, uh, uh, right, and I'm saying I think he's going to play more. Well, you know, what's, what's weird is I actually believe in the old guys more than I believe in the young guys, for sure. I mean, yeah. And I don't, I mean, I mean, they might be good. Look, look, I mean, if there is going to be an environment for uh, Kendrick Nunn and Malik Monk to succeed in, this seems like a pretty good one. Well, you know I would I mean? say historically, the Kendrick Nunn Malik Monk is a Lakers ass backcourt. You know what I mean? Like just well, going feels, through time. Well, doesn't it feel like that's like a, 
Kobe Achilles recovery style backcourt? No, because to me, like, they're so much more uh, famous and highlighty than actually good. They feel a little more like earlier than that to me. They play. They feel like a Del Harris backcourt to me. Yeah. Um, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Where it's like, oh man, this Malik Monk mi- mixtape is sick, but then he's it's like, the, he, he wasn't that good. <laughs> he's like the Sedale three of yeah, his time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think that's probably right. Um, I don't have a good sense of how good Kendrick Nunn is. I think he's kind of not that good. <laughs> no, that's but, what I'm saying. Like, and he's I, I also, not that good, but he like does a cool thing every once in a while. Well, and he's and like, his name is Kendrick Nunn, which makes him sound like a cool player. Well, yeah, and he was like a 25 year old rookie, so people are like, "Wow, this rookie is mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty advanced." He's a uh, He's got he's got three children already, and uh, he's <laughs> like he's he can legally rent a car without it being very expensive at all. Here's uh, my question, though, Sean. Yeah, yeah, sure. for this team, are they going to be asking way too much from Kent Bazemore and Wayne Ellington? Uh, I yes, but also I specifically think they'll be asking too much from Trevor Ariza, mm-hmm. who is. Oh, right. he's the one guy where I'm like, that's that's the one that like baffles me because Kendrick Dunn and Malik Monk could be good, could be bad. Like, like, I don't think there's really any way to predict it. Uh, oh, well, Trevor Reza is actually out for two months uh, as of today. So <laughs> I'm going to. Well, I, I actually have a theory on why they brought Trevor Reza in anyway. I don't think it was to play. It's because Talon, Talon Horton Tucker, Talon, Talon. Talon, I think. Is they brought him in to like train him to continue being Trevor Ariza, you know what I mean? Because like he's a Trevor Ariza ass dude. I mean, that's um, true, but I, I was I think <laughs> Trevor Ariza was gonna start. No way. <laughs> I just I I maybe I'm reading the wrong stuff. <laughs> um yeah, so Trevor Ariza is the ninth oldest player in the NBA this year. The Lakers oh, have. Can the third, I name the, fourth, the other? The Wait, ninth. no, I, hold on. Oh yeah, go ahead. Can Let's, I oh, yeah, name what, the the top ten oldest players in the top NBA? Top ten oldest players. Okay, I'm giving you Ariza's nine. All right, Andre Iguodala. He is the second oldest. Oh man, there's someone older than Andre Iguodala in the NBA. Thirty-seven right year now? old Andre Iguodala, only the second oldest. Chris oldest Paul. Uh, Chris Paul is seventh. Chris Paul is okay. thirty-six. Carmelo. Carmelo is the third oldest. He is also thirty-seven. Mm-hmm. LeBron. He is the fourth oldest. He'll be turning thirty-seven this year. All right. Um. Well, Trevor Ariza. We said Dwight Howard. Uh, not no, as not old that as old. Yeah, he went out of high school. He came out of high school. You're right. I mean, he's pretty old. <laughs> I'm not. Get, I'm not going to say that, but he's only thirty-five. I think. Uh, Rondo. Uh. I guess not that old. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> that's weird because it seems like he and he's only thirty five too. I think. Okay. Um, it's weird because like you look at this team and you're like, oh, that's only a few guys on this oldest team list, and then you look and you're like, well, there's a lot of guys that almost made it on there. Like, uh, okay, so the youngest guy on this. Uh, oh, I know who the oldest guy is. Yeah, yeah. Is Go Udonis ahead. Haslam active this year? Udonis Haslam, he the, is. Why? Why guy. is he on that roster still? Uh. Uh, I mean, it. it uh, uh, 
I mean, he is he is easily the oldest. He is three and a half years older. Than How Andre old is Udonis Haslam? He's older he's than 40, me, I think. He's 41. He is. What the fuck? Why is he still? <laughs> he's 41 years old. Yeah. He played one game last year and he was ejected from it. Who's the oldest NBA player ever? Well, it was. Uh... Kevin Willis, I uh, think. Yeah, but how old was Kevin Willis? I think he was 44. I mean, it's probably Dikembe Mutombo, though. Is, well, I mean. He... Uh, there was somebody named Nat Hickey. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, he was just a coach for the Providence Steamrollers. <laughs> he activated himself for one game. Uh, Kevin Willis was 44 and still kind of a and real player. And was pretty good uh, for being 40. Yeah. Um... Uh... Robert Parrish is third, and then Vince Carter was fourth. Dikembe played until he was officially 42. he was almost 43. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the rest of your list is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bob Cousy, Herb Williams. Haslam is the eighth oldest player, ninth oldest player in NBA history. So do you think and he's then, there? And uh, tenth he's... is John Stockton. Is he going for the record? Is that why the Heat keep doing it? What's going well, on just... there? Just like having him around. Yeah, but just hire him to coach. Uh, I mean, I think I think he um, also maybe. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know. They don't really need the roster spot. Maybe, maybe it's like a pension thing. I think it. I think it might have something to do with um, some ways his contract has been creatively restructured over the years. Mm-hmm. Perhaps maybe a little bit of salary cap circumvention. I mean, we'll find out when. Dwayne Wade in a couple of years is suddenly the vice president of Carnival Cruise Lines and like Dirk Nowitzki. They're like, yeah, he uh, he's actually he's actually the CEO of Cyberdust now. And people are like, is that why he played for like a million dollars that one year? I mean, Duncan took a low salary because he wanted to open an auto body shop on the same block as the Spurs practice facility and like still use their Internet. I think that was the deal for him. He's like, can I can I get on that fast Ethernet connection? And they're like, yeah, fine. Um, okay, Am I can still you guessing na- more people? You're still, yeah. you're still guessing. How many You've people got, do I need? You have five, six, eight, and ten left to guess. Um, right now you have you've gotten Haslam, Iguodala, Anthony, James, Paul, and Ariza are the ones who Paul have Millsap is he? He is fifth. He's okay. fifth. He's thirty six, baby. Yeah. All right, let's think of some other some other old assholes. Oh, you know who's older than you think he is? Who's that? PJ Tucker. He's number six, baby. Oh also yeah, dude. Six. One right. day older than Chris Paul. <laughs> All right, you got two more to go. Uh, they're both in the Eastern Conference, and in fact, I'll give you a hint: they play in the same city. Oh, Lamarcus. Uh, Lamarcus is tenth. He just turned thirty-six. All right. All right. And then the next guy is six days older than Trevor Ariza. And he plays in New York? He plays in New York, baby. It's a guy you would forget, but he was like a 24-year-old. Oh, baby. oh, it's Taj Gibson. It's Taj Gibson. Yeah, He's yeah, eight. yeah, yeah. Good for George Hill being younger than I thought he was. That was gonna definitely I was definitely gonna guess George Hill on this list. Huh? <laughs> How old is George Hill? He's uh <laughs> he's just barely off this list. He's 35. Welcome, uh, he's, George Hill. He is he's younger than Rajon Rondo. I'll tell you that right now. Rondo Rondo will be turning 36 this season. Mm-hmm. And actually, George Hill will too, but not until the playoffs. Well, congratulations, George Hill, for being a full year younger than Chris Paul. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. Uh, what do you want to say? About, what else do you have to say about this team, Sean? Uh, I think I think the hand wringing about their age is going to be overdone, except um, I think it's pretty likely like it, it is more likely than ever before that you have to count on LeBron James missing games. Like it's just, I agree. I mean, I, to me, it feels like you kind of have to count on two of the three to miss games. Right. Uh, oh, three yeah. stars. <laughs> <laughs> Counting Russ. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Russ is pretty, pretty. Good. Right. But you... I just mean it's Anthony Davis. You count on Anthony Davis and LeBron missing games. Yeah. yeah. That's and why so... Russ is here, because he never misses games. And so, we, yeah, yeah. And so when you look at the team <laughs> that way, um, like, like it looks fine. And then when you look at the depth and depth and you're like, well, Okay, so Trevor Reese is going to be out the first three months of the season. Mm-hmm. And again, not that big a deal on its own, but suddenly you're like, oh, DeAndre Jordan is going to play. Like, Melo's going to have to play some minutes. Uh, so that that part of it is, I don't know. I believe Weird. in Tucker the most of those young guys. And I think, I think Melo will be fine. I think Ellington will be fine. Um, I think the concerns about their defense are maybe a little overblown, but I also don't necessarily think the offense is going to be that good. They were the number one defense in the league last year. And like, I don't know, yeah. like, okay, Marcus all is old and a good defender. Caruso's a great defender. That's, I mean, that's the difference. I mean, is, KCP is... also is a very good defender They're yeah. Again, they're asking a lot out of Kent Bazemore, I feel like. Who was to, not really that good last year because he fouled so much. Yeah, he like he's historic. A, he had like a historic foul rate. And I mean, you know, he he's a good player, but uh, you know, he's also thirty two years old. <laughs> like it's like it's there's only a few guys where you're seeing like improvement on the horizon. And uh, so well, my problem with the Kent Bazemore signing is I think he's a fake shooter. Uh, I oh, think well, that, last year was like true. a true outlier and like he doesn't isn't going to. No, he's um, a beneficiary yeah. of spacing. He does yeah. not create spacing. Um, and, you know, he'll get some open looks. He's playing with LeBron and Russell right. Westbrook. Uh, so, I don't know. I mean, I think the offense will be better and I think the defense will be worse. And I think that uh, I mean, essentially, I just think they will be pretty dangerous in the playoffs. Like they're good. They're one of the they're one of the best teams in the league, but it's but it could go pretty it could go pretty wrong. Like like it did last year when they on paper had a better team than they did when they won the NBA title. Mm-hmm. So All yeah. right, Sean, uh which Soprano are the Los Angeles Lakers? Uh I think they're JT Dolan, Joey. Mm-hmm. JT Dolan uh played by Tim Daly. He is a screenwriter. He wrote the movie <laughs> Cleaver. Mm-hmm. And uh he creates Christopher's friend from AA. uh from AA yeah. and he also has a bad uh gambling problem. Uh-huh. But uh, one of yeah, many he... guest stars who has a gambling problem on the uh, Sopranos. It's a really <laughs> tremendous performance from Tim Daly. Yeah. I don't know why he doesn't get more work. Probably because he's uh I'll get that wings money. He doesn't really have to do anything. To. Um, oh, I have one more question. Sure. Given you, you and I both watched Space Jam, leg- a new legacy. Yeah, I wish I didn't. What? What's uh, the question? <laughs> will LeBron James 
given the lessons of that movie, allow Taylor Horton Tucker to attend computer camp. No, of course not. <laughs> I don't think he will. He's like, basketball is your job, dude. Taylor THD is like, but I love to design video games. All right, you're picking uh, Sopranos characters. I'm picking uh, characters from, of course, the greatest HBO drama of all time, The Newsroom. Uh-huh. And the Lakers are, of course, Will McAvoy. Uh-huh. Come on, man. Yeah. Uh, last year in the playoffs was essentially their viral rant about how America sucks. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, now they're back, baby, to host the news. They're bringing in new producers. Don Kiefer's out. Emily Mortimer, Mac, Mac Morgan, McHale is in. <laughs> Well, and remember when uh, when uh, Emily Mortimer showed up at that Washington Wizards playoff game with a sign, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 saying <laughs> "Russell, come to L.A." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, isn't it isn't it crazy that that was a real rant that somehow Jeff Daniels made <laughs> in real no. life? Nope. <laughs> so funny to me. <laughs> Why was anyone asking him? Okay. Uh, all right, we should move on. Sorry. All right, Sean, uh, your over-under for the Los Angeles Lakers, according to Las Vegas, is 52.5. What do you got? Uh, Not even a lack of faith in this team, but they aren't really going to give a shit about the late regular season. I think this is an an under just because, what do they care? They don't care about home court. (laughs) Like, like, like their, their one priority is to not have people be, I mean, I mean, I guess they would like to be, to, anyway, it doesn't matter. They're, they have no incentive to, to go over. I mean, my only question is, <laughs> it's not is this, that high. Is but... this maybe the year though, where like LeBron kind of knows, like, when does he start seeing his own mortality? Uh, I mean, it should have been. It should have been this year. He's got to know, though, like, right? He only has, like, one, like, great season, one or two great seasons left, right? Like, Well, you notice there has not been any preemptive MVP lobbying this year. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was, they were really beating the drum pretty hard uh, for, like, a full calendar year. But also, year. Rich Paul's been sort of busy fighting with the... Oh, yeah, yeah, screwing and getting sued by Nerland's Noel. Yeah. I got to say, I mean, I am much more loyal to Ben Simmons than I am to those gross, uh, gross troll vampires that that run the Philadelphia 76ers. Mm -hmm. I don't really understand what Rich Paul's strategy is here. Exactly. It seems seems like he's just doing stuff, (laughs) you know? (laughs) But that, to me, is why we haven't gotten that much... uh... MVP talk yet, you know, like Rich Paul's the one who calls uh, Ramona. To... Yeah, um... I guess I guess she's she's maybe been a little busy too. So. Well, and also Jeannie announced she was getting married oh. to Jay Moore or whatever. Wait, so... are they are they getting married? Were they announced that they're like a couple? Whatever that Instagram post <laughs> news was, that, that we that broke, bro- we broke one thing five we years broke ago. on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, let me just let me just say this right now: uh, two things. One, Jane Bus. You always have a spot uh, available on any showcase I put on. Probably seven minutes, maybe only five. Don't have to bring anyone. Uh, and you you don't have to go up first. You're not going to go up first or last. I'll okay. say that right now. And number two, you can do better. <laughs> yeah, guy, you can definitely do better than Shapiro. Yeah. 
Morris divorce. We also know some other things about Jay Moore that we probably can't say on this podcast, but he sucks. Are um, you going? Are you going under or over, Joey? Um, you took the under. Uh huh. You know what? I'm gonna just take the over, just to be different. I don't really have a feeling either way. It's not. It's not that high. Fifty. Yeah, that's the thing. Like fifty-two wins. It feels like this is a fifty-five win team to me. Right. Like that's like like the classic number. I just I just kind of think that um, if they're not the one seed, they don't care if they're the four seed. Right. Uh, I, that I totally understand. I mean, that being said, I think if they don't get hurt, this is the Western Conference Finals favorite, right? Yeah, easily. I just. I'm basically I'm basically betting on uh I think all I I don't think it's going to take that many wins to be the top seed in the west either. Yeah. And uh, <sighs> yes. And mainly it's just because the the bottom like the the Timberwolves won't be shitty enough basically. Like Right. It like feels like the entire west including the Lakers is like Somewhere between like a forty-five and thirty-five win team, right? Like every single team. <laughs> I mean, there's just there's just not like there's absolutely one garbage team, and then everyone else is like there. There are just basically there are many teams that I wouldn't be shocked made the plan. That there's like right. fourteen teams that could yeah. make the plan. There's one that couldn't. But, but also that being said, I don't necessarily think there's a great tier no no exactly. sorry jazz fans i know you had a really good season oh yeah i mean it's just it's just i think it's i think it's just gonna be very easy to get beat this year mm-hmm. in a random game and that's that's kind of part of the you know and right. i think like lakers lakers are in lakers can't get the one seed with three weeks to go like mm-hmm. lebron might just go on vacation or something you know I mean, it's still a very good team. I would still pick them to come out of the West. I'm just picking under. That's all. Right. Yeah. Um, Boy, that was that was disrespectful to the Jazz, but uh, you know. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk about them later. Yeah, there. The, we don't. Man, we have talked like an hour already and have uh, gone Joey. to one team. All right, okay. the Phoenix Suns, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last year they went 51 and 21, good for second in the West, which was about 58 wins in a 70 mm-hmm. and an 80. Uh, they beat the Lakers 4-2, they swept the Nuggets, they beat the Clippers 4-2, and then lost to the Bucks in the finals 2-4. They were fifth in offense, ninth in defense, and they're, uh, who did they say goodbye to, Sean? Uh, they said goodbye to Javon Carter, Tory Craig, Lanston Galloway, and... Eat one more. Are you okay? Yeah, I mean, it's, I, it's yeah, it, you know, I mean, look, I think, do I think it was a mistake? Yeah, but, you mm-hmm. know, it's okay. It's okay. All right. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, they said hello to Landry Shamet, JaVale McGee, Alfred Payton, and Chandler Hutchinson, uh, the person, the man in the NBA with him. Um, uh-huh. Sean, already. This season is starting off with some bad fucking vibes, dude. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> and in fact, in a lot of places, I would say. Mm-hmm. But uh, but specifically in Phoenix. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I, I I meant for the Suns, but yeah. yeah. Um, what? So, yeah. So Robert Sarver, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the owner of the Phoenix Suns, who mm-hmm. just, just, so just a random point. He has not paid the luxury tax since the 2009 
10 season, which I believe was also the last season that the Suns made the playoffs before this last one. Mm -hmm. Uh, He does not want to give DeAndre Ayton a max rookie extension. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can, he has until October 18th is when you have those extensions. If he doesn't sign one, he becomes a restricted free agent at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, now that might not be the worst. Uh, I mean, it is a bad situation. Like, like someone's going to throw a max offer sheet at him then. Uh, but mainly, you know, kind of make him not that committed to the team. <laughs> anyway, he also has not signed Miles Bridges to a rookie extension, who was also eligible for. And uh, if he signs neither of those guys, uh, the Suns will be looking at two of their starters heading into restricted free agency. Mm-hmm. Uh, in yep. mm-hmm. on July first. Yeah. Um, and they've got twelve days to do. This is where I, normally I would play that uh, clip of that old woman mm-hmm. burning Robert Sarver, but I cannot find it on my computer for the life of me right now. Um, so, so I'm I'm gonna if you can't find it, I'll just I'll just ask this. Mm-hmm. How much credit? Is Robert Sarver giving himself for the Suns making the finals this past year? A lot. Compared to the amount of responsibility he's personally taken for them missing the playoffs for 10 years before that. Well, he's I mean, only like, giving like, himself. I mean, <laughs> wow. Uh, I mean, obviously, question, he's patting himself on the back. He thinks the reason they made the finals, right, is because they paid... Because he let them pay Chris Paul, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the the seventh oldest man uh-huh. in the NBA, by the way, who received a four-year contract, I think. I, I got to say, <laughs> right off the bat, look, I like Suns fans. I've never met a Suns fan I didn't like, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, in fact, rooted for the Suns as a, a, all the time. I... Uh... Like Nash, like uh, liked KJ back in the day. Relax. Don't don't admit to that. <laughs> um, the guys they added all have kind of give me kind of bad vibes. Okay, so you do you you are a Landry. You do not like Landry Shamit. Landry Shamit has never a team that added Landry Shamit is always supposed to be a contender, <laughs> and then they add Landry Shamit. And their season ends disastrously. <laughs> it's happened four years in a row. I mean, it's it's always like I again have. I don't know if I was just spoiled by that one brief period he was on the Los Angeles Clippers mm-hmm. uh, when he seemed like such a confident rookie. I was like, this guy is like Fred Van Vliet, but he's taller. Mm-hmm. And he can shoot and. The the results tend to not be there, Joey. They all, some team. This is the third year in a row. Some team convinced themselves a contending team is convincing uh-huh. themselves Landry Shamit is like the missing piece, and it's failed. Three strikes, you're out, man. Get out of here. And the other the other one here is you cannot have campaign and Alfred Payton on the same team. It's like. Uh, it feels like he's going to ruin campaign. <laughs> That's ag- agreed. Like the, it's, it's a, like a Dorian Gray situation. 
Like Alfred Payton is the picture of campaigns. Is the is the painting in uh uh campaigns basement that it gets worse when he gets better. You can't have them in the same room now. Um, no, Alfred Payton seems like an insane acquisition for this team, I have to say. Like, did they watch him on the Knicks? Like, like everyone watching the Knicks was like, why are they starting this guy? They're, like, putting themselves in a hole by starting this guy from six minutes and then never bringing him back in the game. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess maybe he was free, but still. Um, Hutchinson has terrible vibes. Mm-hmm. Now maybe maybe outside of Chicago he got Boyland. I still am just like what he Chandler Hutchinson just represents like the, the limits of athleticism in the NBA maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also it's just I know that when the Bulls picked him they had made a promise and then they like quit the draft afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yep, remember that? Yeah, and I feel like that was a bad <laughs> omen for the rest of his NBA career. Uh, yeah, that's that's bad vibes. Here's the other thing about this team. Look, fifth in offense, ninth in defense. That is a that's a solid team. Mm-hmm. That is not a championship team's stats. So here's here's what happened to them in the playoffs. They beat the Lakers four to two. Mm-hmm. They were going to lose that series before Anthony Davis got hurt. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were getting like boat raced in Game Three. Right, and then Anthony Davis hurt himself and couldn't play. Uh, then they swept the Nuggets, who had who... no healthy guards. <laughs> Yeah, they the backcourt of yeah yeah like I I would say that uh, Chris Paul and Devin Booker running up against um, Facundo Facundo and, and Austin Rivers and Austin Rivers yeah that's a rough that's a rough matchup mm-hmm. um, and they had just played a seven game series okay then they beat the Clippers who did not have Kawhi Leonard as yeah. he tore his ACL um, and then the one game they 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 went. Four, they went one and four against the Bucks when Giannis was playing. I just don't think they're that good. Well, the argument for them being that good, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Uh-huh. Because Robert Sarver is the devil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Chris Paul also. Oh, Chris Paul also the devil, yes. Um, is It did sort of feel like Devin Booker, I'm going to sound like Bill Simmons here, made the leap. In the playoffs, something happened to Devin Booker in the playoffs last year where, like, he became, like, a top 15 NBA player. Right? Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't necessarily think it happened in the playoffs. But no, he was great. But, like, like really rose to the better. moment. Yeah, he, mo- he, he rose to the moment is what I'm saying. He is a legitimate superstar. Yes. And. Right. Yeah. Bridges and Aiton are like young enough, right, where they could yeah. both theoretically take another leap to stardom. Uh-huh. And also Chris Paul takes a backseat to those guys when it happens. That would be the argument that they're as that they could be better than they were. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I get that. I just um I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to well, happen. Well, there, there is also something magical that happens to players' health when they come to Phoenix in any mm-hmm. sport. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know if that has anything to do with um, the many times that uh, an Arizona organization has been uh, rated for performance-enhancing drugs. But, <laughs> but I'm just going to say it's the desert. It's that great training staff. 
Um, even though Brevin Knight left their their team a cripple, mm-hmm. uh, not not Brevin Knight. Um, Bre- <sighs> I can't even talk, Joey. I'm so sorry. I apologize. It's to okay. Brevin Knight. Stanford yeah, Brevin, Gar- Knight, Brevin Knight was fine. He uh, he, <laughs> he was a point guard for the Bobcats a under, for a long. It was a little time. undersized. It was a little <laughs> undersized. Um, no, I, I mean I get that. I just Brandon think Knight, um, you meant though. Yeah, Keep I meant going. Brandon Knight. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I would not be thinking of this team. I I don't know. I mean, I just, they they could be. I just think that they are, they were the beneficiaries of a lot in their, in their playoff run. But you know what? The 2004 Pistons were the luckiest team with opponent injury luck in NBA history. And they made it back to the finals the next year. So maybe that's uh, right. Every Warriors hater would also tell you that the Golden State Warriors always had injury luck. Oh, because of Mike Conley's face? Mike Conley's face, and then Kyrie and uh, Kevin Love, and then uh, Kawhi. They always... Oh, right, the, the Spurs were going to sweep that series. Yeah, I yeah. Forgot <laughs> Even though I got injured the series before. People forget. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I just... I just um, I don't know. They they played well. They were good. Um, okay, Joey. Mm-hmm. Is Monty Williams going to congratulate every team who beats the Suns in the regular season in their locker room? Yes, and I'll tell I you think- why. Because <laughs> this is the year he gets sick of Chris Paul. This happens every time. <laughs> every time with Chris Paul, the first year is always great. It's when the second the cracks start showing that second year. Um, yeah, you hear that voice. You're like, I'm sick of being yelled at. Mm-hmm. And you are 38 now. Yeah. Uh, and I am 20, I am 24 and my boss won't pay me for no reason. Because um, he, pa- no, it's because he paid you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why he won't pay me. You took my max extension. <laughs> and you yell at me every day. But also, Robert Sarver, man, what... What are you doing, dude? I I mean, I know what you're doing. This is what you do. But like, it seemed different this time. Uh, Do you think he's like, do you think he's like secretly a, like a big Frank Kaminsky fan? He's like, with this team. I mean, the funniest thing. We put Frank in the middle. We could really do something. The funniest thing about fucking up Aiton now, right, is Uh like. He insisted they draft him over Luka Doncic, (laughs) even though he'd hired Luka Doncic's coach already, because they both went to the University of Arizona. What what would you want Aiden to have done to justify (laughs) this this Mac extension by now? Go to the finals as a 22-year-old? Is that something you would want him to do? I mean, he was... (laughs) Just made me. It makes me crazy, Joey. Thinking about this here, like, how much was he playing? Though, oh, only he was only playing thirty six minutes in the playoffs. What did he shoot in the playoffs? Eh, sixty five percent. No, no big deal. It just seems like, like you just have to do that when you draft a guy number one. Mm-hmm. Like, like what number one picks? <laughs> I, I don't. You either wash out completely. Or you get a max extension if you're an important mm-hmm. pick. Like, that. that's how it works. Right. 
But also, the second max isn't a max. Like, the first max contract is not a max contract. Like, just pay them. Right, it's a rookie max. Yeah. (laughs) Pay the rookie max. You will absolutely be able to trade. Unless he, like, uh, it's it's just him being a dick, too. Like, there's no, I don't know why we're debating the logic of it. Because (laughs) he's just being a dick. It's really incredible. Like, and to announce that, like, right when the season's about to start. Uh Right. It's, like, so suns, dude. (laughs) Well, yeah, they they were, have they played their first preseason game at home yet? (laughs) Probably that happened in the last few days where they're like, yeah, these guys went to the finals. It was, like, the most exciting. What, what NBA crowd has been this exciting in an arena in, like, five years, right? And then suddenly it's like, how do we make these guys just get bummed out? That guy's just got to be like, DeAndre Ayton in four. Just give him four years. Give him- <laughs> <sighs> um, all right, Sean, you had a question here. Yeah, okay. So Chris Paul supposedly had a terrible untradeable contract with Houston. Mm -hmm. And then he was traded twice fairly easily and actually opted out of the final year of that contract. Joey, do we as basketball fans obsess about bad contracts a little too much? Uh, Yeah, of course. Yeah. It feels like feels a little extreme, right? Yeah, no, it's, it's uh, completely and totally ridiculous. Like I can't even imagine why you would even do this is Slam Up with Brett Sampson and Randy Ludu. Analytics, friendship, efficiency, and promo codes. These guys are fucking dorks. Brett, did you hear what they were saying? I am, I am, I'm furious, Randy. I am I am I am religiously offended by the idea that bad contracts don't matter. You know, I am a practicing uh, Capstafarian. Uh, I'm I'm livid. Normally, we come on at the end of episodes. We had to break in. I can't believe it. I don't even know what to do. I'm so upset. I am not even gonna be able to look at the sleeper car on the train. Yeah, yeah, just for just for some context, uh, this is Randy Ledoux, who is with me as often, but right now he is on his honeymoon on the Darjeeling Limited. I am the host of Slammed Up, the only analytics podcast within another uh, shamefully offensive NBA podcast. Uh, uh, I think I think we've caught up there, Randy. You're are you're still on the limited? I am. We're we're traveling to the mountains. Through India to go visit my birth mother. Well, that's that's still an incredible journey uh, that has very little to do with NBA basketball. But uh, yeah, the idea that bad contracts don't matter. I mean, does do, does the moon uh, no longer affect the the tides? Does does the Laffer curve no longer predict uh, the economic health of a society? No, no. I mean, what are we saying? Down is up. Right is left. That ready? We're going through Ready. Are you having a stroke, Randy? Do you smell? This is. 
I got to say, it's his, it's his, I'll, I'll say this, the Darjeeling Limited, we've had some problems with recording from the Wi-Fi. Perhaps he went through a mountain. Uh, uh, well, uh, I was a little bit worried about this, so I'm going to uh, introduce, uh, we have a new replacement host that I've had on uh, on Retainer. Uh, he is a he is a free thinker. He is apart from uh, the shackles of uh, the NBA thoughtocracy. Uh, and he is, uh, well, I'll, I'll just give you his name. His name is Stephen Substack Gauss. Welcome, Stephen. Ah, thanks for having me on, Brett. Oh, well, great, great to have you on. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're just breaking in to talk about, uh, I mean, obviously, you know that uh, bad contracts are one of the worst things that can happen to an NBA franchise besides well, uh, cancellation and television ratings being down. That's worse. Well, those are those. I guess those are bad, but not not as morally offensive. Uh, apparently. Uh, well, no, well, cancellation is worse than death, Brett. Oh well, I mean that that you look. It's it can be tough for these uh, free thinkers. I guess uh, being canceled is sort of like look, uh, turning twenty eight. You know look, what I mean? You're on the you're on the road look, to death. Look. Brett, you're not hearing me here. I uh, cancel culture is uh the NBA drinking from the straw of cancel culture is so much worse than drinking from the fountain of contract culture. Well, I mean, I I do understand uh what you're saying there, and uh, I want to talk to you more about this. But of course, we uh have to pay the bills a little bit. So uh, we have a new sponsor. Uh, it is Tylenol PIPM. Now, if you're like me, you suffer regular debilitating headaches, probably because of poor circulation due to your long gangly limbs and due to microwave radiation that has been weaponized by a foreign power. I will not name any names, but it rhymes with Prussia. Uh, but there's a new product that helps everyone with their headache pain. It is called Tylenol PIPM, which of course stands for Par Pharmaceutical Impact Plus minus. Now, Tylenol PIPM has been developed by and uh, developed, tested, and, and regressed more than anything else in the pharmaceutical industry by a team of researchers working out of their mother's basements. Unlike Advil or Bayer, Tylenol PIPM has been adjusted for strength of headache by the world's finest data scientists who also have blogs on fansighted. You've got a migraine? Well, that's an outlier clearly, so Tylenol PIPM might not work for you. But over the course of eight months, you'll find it's got act exactly the right amount of power to stop the average headache. Now, Tylenol PIPM also fits into anyone's grocery cap since it's only sold for the exact optimum market price that we helped determine in our mock shopping trip episode last month. And you can get a trial pack of Tylenol PIPM with promo code Lottery Protected Conditional Pick that turns into two second rounders if not conveyed by 2025. Uh, that's easy to remember. We talk about it on our show all the time. Tylenol PIPM because nothing's as painful as inefficiency. All right, uh, Stephen. I want you to tell me uh, about some of the exciting writing that you have been doing uh, since you have broken free from the shackles of corporate media. Well, it's 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 very interesting, Brett, because um, you're you're speaking about pills, and ergo, I've been writing a lot about how the NBA and its media, ergo, have been. Uh, blue-pilled, whereas free thinkers like you and I 
have chosen to take the red pill, ergo. Concordantly. Yeah, concordantly. Oh, uh, sub- subsequently? Is that Subsequent. Concordant. Oh, concordant. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Um, Inherently. They're inher- yeah, that's that's true. Inexorably. Um, and actually, that that it, I guess so. Assiduously. Are you are you are you reading from a from a word of the day calendar right now? No, this is just how us free thinkers speak when we're not being shackled by the 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 thought police that mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. exist within. The NBA constructs. Mm-hmm. And I hear. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we, we might we oh might have God. to edit this down. You might Hold hate on. editors. Okay. And mm-hmm. shackle us mm-hmm. to their woke SJW way of thought, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. are continuing to ergo mm-hmm. ruin the television ratings. Okay, well, that I mean that I, that is something. Uh, can you can you share with us some anomaly? Uh, we're ta- mm-hmm. So we're uh, we're going to be talking about the uh, Pacific Division right now, and I, I just right. Okay, um, so I'd, I'd just like to see uh, some some of the some of the concept you've talked about in basketball recently are uh, uh, pretty intriguing. Uh, you you wrote a column about uh uh your new NBA. 2021 woke position and you said it's a soint guard s-o-y-n-t guard uh and apparently that's uh Kyrie irving is a soint guard yep uh he's not enough of a meat-eating alpha to play point guard in the tough nba mm-hmm. although mm-hmm. he is ant mm-hmm. but he's mm-hmm. woke but he's mm-hmm. not woke but he was boston tried to cancel him mm-hmm Ergo, mm-hmm. he's only a vegan because he likes money. Oh, oh, well, oh, okay. Uh, so okay, yeah. So that's one. Uh, I also like you. You you believe in uh, positionless basketball mm-hmm. and uh, editorless writing. Uh, tell me, tell me about woo. Oh, <laughs> well, I don't even write about this form of basketball anymore because I'm above it. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, I did right. invent the position woo. It's a it's a one and a two. And uh well, I think uh Tyrese so like Halliburton a, like a combo guard? His, no, it's a woo. Because oh, also oh. you're the, the 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 man's game has to give you so much unbridled ergo joy mm-hmm. that you say woo. Oh well that okay, okay, yep. Uh, all right. Um, fair, fair enough. Um, adept, uh, voluminous, immaculate. Oh, okay. Um, all right. So I wanted to talk. We're talking about the Pacific Division here, and uh, I was wondering your thoughts about uh Andrew Wiggins. Elucidate. So he's he is uh he is he has recently announced he got the uh COVID vaccine, but he was not happy about it, and he felt he was coerced and he lost some uh bodily autonomy due to the uh corporatized uh pressures of the voluminous uh NBA uh ownership ergo. Do, do you have any thoughts about that? Of course I do. Mm-hmm. 
I cannot believe he was vaxxled. Oh, that's vaxxled. when you get canceled for believing in bodily freedom. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he did. He was he was uh he was becoming a pariah. He was going to. I was excited for uh, the luxury tax implications of that suspension, just mm-hmm. because it's an unprecedented thing. We we love that on our spreadsheets, and uh, you know that that was pretty exciting for us. But uh, you believe he was vaccine uh, canceled. Uh, he was vaxxled, yes. It was va- vaxxled, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I should say that that's, uh, that was a more uh, a, a more voluminous way to put it, uh, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, Ergo. Okay. Ergo, okay. Um, and so, um, Stephen, just before we're here, uh, do, do, so you, you, you write a column. You're a free thinker. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, you're an expert in uh, NBA ratings. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a member of the Federalist Society. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what, what, what else do you do, Stephen? Well, I, of course, mainly, well, I, I, I cook with my sous vide. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, I you, sous vide all foods. Oh, yeah. You, I, I saw your, I saw your vlog about you were, you were sous vide-ing, uh, scrambled eggs. Mm-hmm. The other day, I, uh, I sous vide. Mm-hmm. How, how'd that turn out? Ergo. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. but mainly I've been inventing a new... A new term. Mm-hmm. So it's called the paper straw man. Ooh, the paper straw. Okay, okay. Uh, please, please elucidate and uh, illuminate. It's, it's like a straw man argument, but it's so woke, it's a paper straw. Oh, ho, ho, ho. I have encountered those before. And just, like, and just like a paper straw, it doesn't work. <laughs> uh, much like uh, many of these overpaid uh, NBA veterans sitting on the end of the bench and uh, cashing checks and also uh, Haitian immigrants. Uh, so, so let's move on. Uh, I've the other thing I do is I, uh, mm-hmm. I've occasionally seen Milo speak with my friend Chris Kamen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yes, the the provocateur, as they say, ergo, ergo, ergo. Uh, well, ergo, we have to uh, ergo to a sponsor. This is an exciting new sponsor, irrevocably. Uh, Irrevocably. Okay. Uh, We're happy to welcome a new sponsor to our podcast, and we are pretty sure they won't cancel uh, their ad buy. It is an email subscription service called DomStack. And what DomStack is, is a more alpha version of Substack. I know I don't submit to anyone when it comes to my beliefs or my tax returns. Why should I do that when it comes to my email newsletter? Now, DomStack pushes around Substacks, and it refuses to be canceled. Literally. If you try to cancel your subscription, DomStack cancels your credit card. Now, everything on DomStack is completely unfiltered. And I'm not just talking about these scorching hot takes. I'm talking about bypassing email filters that try to bury your messages in a folder for promotions or spam. DomStack bullies its way to the top of your inbox by faking subject lines, spoofing headers, and predating every message by eight hours. So it's always the first thing you'll see. And here on your voicemail, uh, gets pre-programmed into your Alexa and occasionally flown in a series of banners by plane over your home. Now, these takes are going to whip your logical reasoning into shape. Each insight is like a leather strap striking the ass cheeks of your mind. It'll leave you saying, please, sir, can I have another essay about the wussification of Snickers commercials? 
So if you're ready to stop being a cuck and start injecting your body with aggressive high testosterone essays, none less than 14,000 words, you need to get into Domstack. And you can get a free trial subscription with promo code NBA ratings are declining because of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. It's easy to remember. Uh, Steven writes about it all the time. We talk about it all the time. Domstack. No safe spaces, no safe words. Uh, thank you, Domstack. Uh, Steven, is, is something wrong? No. No, I was waiting for you to talk to me. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, that's that's Domstack. That's our new sponsor. Sounds good. Yeah, it's a lot. Sorry. It's a lot, Sorry. It's a lot tougher than Substack is what I'm saying. I prefer counting from the emergence of one integral anomaly to the emergence of the next. In oh. which case, this is the sixth version. Oh, well, oh, okay, that that was intriguing. I'm not sure what that, that it was. Was that was that the architect speech from from the Matrix Reloaded, Stephen? Precisely. Oh well, huh, that's that's incredible, uh, Stephen. We may need to consider continue this conversation uh, offline or less uh, technologically uh in inclined ergo uh and also uh i believe that you and i are going to visit an animal shelter and start shipping uh dogs rescue to Glenn dogs. greenwald green Glenn greenwald our yeah. friend uh great so uh you know we we have a lot to talk about steven i hope you return to uh slammed up uh as as soon as as soon as uh phenomenally uh enableton possible uh yes, and so for uh for for Steven Substack Gauss and uh the the departed and perhaps perhaps dead Randy Ledoux, uh I'm Brett Slamson. Back to back to Charlotte Joey. What even happened there? I how did how can they break in now? They have the power to just break in and also bring on what sounded like a Nazi? <laughs> that guy was weird and also i don't know if they know what those words mean they definitely do not know what those words <laughs> uh i guess i get i don't really have anything more to say about the sons joey i just want to say that uh if they were a sopranos character uh this is this is definitely a big pussy <laughs> bon bon hero. uh it's like they're like the good friend uh they disappear for a while uh they then suddenly their their back injuries um are are disappearing uh chris paul is a giant narc as mm -hmm. well um i think he's wearing a wire all the time and uh yeah and, the, and their playoff chances are going to be sleeping with the fishes spoiler um if they were a newsroom character i mean this one's obvious chris paul would be jane fonda's character leona lansing the ceo <laughs> of atlantis world media all right oh. um <laughs> i didn't I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, uh, Sean, uh, over under 51 and a half. Ooh, um, and a half. Damn, that's a good number. <laughs> I'm gonna, after, after ripping them, I'm going to say over. I'm going to take the under. But it's close. I think yeah, it's like 49. This is just a good, great number. But yeah, I mean, they were basically a 58-win team last year. I think they'll be like a 53-win team. But again, all these teams, very close. They're in the Vegas zone, right? Mm -hmm. All of these teams are in the Vegas zone for <laughs> sure. Uh, 
All right, your Golden State Warriors, Sean. Last year they went 39-33, and 33, which doesn't that seem like it was a much better record than they actually were considering <laughs> yeah. we watched every single game? Yeah, I, I was like, what? <laughs> they... Um, they were eighth in the West, good for approximately 44 wins. They lost two play-in games and missed the playoffs. They had the 20th best offense in the NBA and the fifth best defense. Uh, they said goodbye to Kelly Oubre Jr., Tsunami Poppy himself, Kent Bazemore, Eric Paschal, Nico Mannion, and our man, Alan Smilagich. May he rest in peace. Um, Can't believe Sh- he died. Yeah, Sean, <laughs> <laughs> who are they bringing back? Uh, they've got some new ads. They've got Auto Porter. They've got Nemanja Bialisa. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bialicia. Got... Bialicia? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to keep screwing that up, but I do know how to spell it. Um, Jonathan, and then rookies, Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody, and they'll be coming back in January, uh, the greatest man in the NBA, Clay Thompson. Sean, you forgot forgot one of your favorite players ever, Andre Iguodala. Oh, Andre Iguodala is back. That's right. (laughs) Also, Chris Chioza. You forgot Chris Chioza. (laughs) I mean, do do we know who's the last guy? It's Chris probably Chio- going to be Avery Bradley. No, Chris Chios is on the two-way. He's the one of their two-ways. They have a, okay. two, a two-way and a 15th roster left. The t- one two-way is going to go to Michael Mulder. Yeah, I was um, going to say. I was going to say, can Mulder get the two-way? Yes, but he's the I didn't know if you were eligible if you've played in uh, the Futures game. <laughs> um, Sean, my question. How happy are you that you never have to talk about Andrew Wiggins' beliefs about vaccines ever again? I'm so happy. It's never going to come up again. Um, Sean, people have been asking us to do a watching Wiggins. Um, oh, no. I don't have the song on me at the moment. Oh, but, oh, um, okay. Do you want me to sing it? Sure. <laughs> okay. We are watching Andrew Wiggins. He can't shoot, shoot, shoot. That's it. Good job. Thank you. Um, so you tried to get a religious exemption that we would not have to do oh. watching Wiggins? Oh, wait. Hold on. Uh, yes, I tried to. I did have it. Um, yeah. Uh, I did try and get a religious exhibit exemption because, A, what something we learned last year is talking about Andrew Wiggins is incredibly boring. Uh-huh. And also, I guess he's vaccinated now, so. Yeah. He just wasn't that bad last year. We thought it'd be terrible. And then we thought this vaccine thing would be terrible. And it kind of was, but now he just got it. So Yeah, I just don't care. So so what what did he say in the press conference? Uh he has an epi he says he um oh he once had a bad reaction to Tylenol, so he only uh-huh. puts things in his natural things in his body, but also keeps an EpiPen around. The most natural um, thing you can have. Uh, I, you know what? Here's what I got to say, Joey. I don't care. And neither do I. Uh, that concludes watching Wiggins. <laughs> uh, we are watching Andrew Wiggins. All right. Um, <laughs> okay. Sean, uh, I do have a question for you, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. If you had to choose one warrior to sit out all home games, Avery Bradley. Yeah. I uh, hopefully he doesn't make the team. Uh, other than that, um, <laughs> this sounds so mean, but Looney, 
just bums me out, man. I'm just gonna need him this year. They have no other big big know, men on the roster. I'm just uh, that's what my heart said. Um, Sean, the other night they shot sixty nine threes. Which would nice. be one off the record ever. Don't do that joke. Everyone <laughs> did that joke already. Um, Mutual oral sex, Joey. Doing it at the same time as each other. That's, that's what that number is. Don't make me bring uh, <laughs> Steven Substack Gauss back on. Uh-oh, okay. Um, I'll be good. Sorry. <laughs> do you think they're planning on attempting that many? That was the second most ever that a team shot. Uh <laughs> Do you think the Warriors are planning on shooting that many threes this year? Uh, I kind of think if they're playing the Portland Trailblazers, yeah. yes. <laughs> I think that had more to do with the Blazers than the Warriors, uh, yeah. frankly, I having mean, watched the game. Also, um, I would I would say, like, not that this Warriors team is necessarily that good at all, but um, they, they have a lot more... Uh, shooting? Well, they they don't have as many terrible players playing in the preseason as before. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, they do have more shooting, but they also just have guys who are trying to make an impact. So I think you just saw a lot more, uh, like, like you would have fewer three-pointers in the fourth quarter of, like, a semi-blowout, I would say. With with the, yeah. But uh, I do think they're going to take a lot of threes. Just because... Um, Bielisa's kind of something they haven't really had before. Mm-hmm. Otto Porter they also kind before. of something they haven't had before. No, Otto Porter was a straight-up great three-point shooter. Yeah. <laughs> um, I could not tell. I feel like I'm bad at judging the fitness of NBA players. Mm-hmm. But Otto Porter... Uh, look, he was injured a lot last year. He was like significantly heavier than he'd ever been. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to find something about it. And every pre- before the before the pandemic, every reference to Otto Porter's weight was about how skinny he was. Mm-hmm. And he did not look particularly hefty in the preseason action I've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he has to stay healthy, though. Um... Yeah, yeah, I'm just but I'm just saying, like, uh he and Bielisa are like way better bench shooters than they've had in some time. Since most dates. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I, do you remember when Steven subset gauss told him to take a step back? Uh-huh. He told him to and start he won the Warriors a, a title. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah just, just a job. I, I mean, but honestly, the uh, Jordan pool is just a huge factor. Like that guy's now good. Like, like a, I'm still not buying it. I think he's like, I think he's an NBA player, but I don't, I'm not quite buying the full on stardom that uh, people are currently selling. I'm not saying that. The Warriors, I've, uh, the Warriors have told Anthony Slater they believe him and I don't, I'm not. No, I, well, I'm, I definitely am not there, but, uh, (laughs) but, um, no, he's like a, he's like a good bench player right now yeah he's like a guy who gets buckets off the bench and that's also something but he's uh, also warriors have not had since leandro barbosa yeah yeah. Um, but he's also uh younger now than cj mccollum was when he joined the league right too so you know that that aspect of it makes me just think like i don't know he's 
Also, he's like a maniacal practicer. Like it, mm-hmm. it would be. It, I would feel like it was more of a fluke if it wasn't like, oh, this guy is a maniac. Yeah, so. I just want to see what happens when teams start actually like game planning. For yeah, yeah. Him. Oh, okay. Well, actually, um, here's what I, here's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna ask you about these young players, and you just tell me what you think. Like just just kind of like an estimate at what they what kind of player they're gonna be in their career. Sure. Jordan Jordan Poole. What do you think he? Ends up like a the, like a, a good six man scorer guy like uh, worse Lou Williams, um, not kind of like CJ McCollum. No, he should be a six man. <laughs> I mean I that is also most, true, but I think he could be a most improved player like CJ. No, I mean CJ's like bigger too. CJ's really good. Like I mean he's I, good. He's, no, it's, CJ it's is, a, look. <laughs> I'm I'm just kidding. He if is, you, if you want to talk about a good player, like if you want to talk about um, you know how there's a lot of fighting right now about between Embiid fans and Ben Simmons fans about like yeah. which one like uh took a back seat for the other one. Uh, yes, CJ McCollum is a point guard and should have been a point guard <laughs> the second he came in the league, but because uh-huh. of where he was drafted. He's a two card. <laughs> also, I got never complains about anything. He's, yeah. Since we're called, we make fun of him because of his uh, sort of eagerness and corniness. Yeah, but like, yeah. what he's a good, a what a great ball. player sure. he is! Yeah, I'm gonna say he's player. a great player. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think Jordan Poole will. I think, I think he could settle in to being an above average shooting guard in the NBA. Wow, that's lofty. Um, I guess, but I'm, I mean, like, I'm saying that I think he could be, like, the 13th best shooting guard in the NBA at some point. You know what I mean? Sure. Okay. Not like an all-star, but, uh, yeah, an above-average guy at his position. Okay, Jonathan Kaminga, Joey, what do you think? This one's hard, because it's, it's, it's like, 50-50. It's, like... It's, like, no information about him. But it's also, like, either out of the league or, like borderline all-star right like there's no in between uh, i mean i guess the in between is harrison barnes you know what i'm gonna go harrison barnes i mean that would be a great outcome honestly <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. picked in the same spot <laughs> you know what i was surprised by looking at the roster uh auto porter taller than jonathan kaminga and he has longer arms mm-hmm. kaminga's a little shorter than i thought but uh you i think you gotta I- see him in person though it's like no he's at least like a He's a beast. Yeah, he's very large. He's very well, he's, wide. He's I, wide. I feel like I feel like he could uh, bench press like more weight in one setting than maybe Auto Porter has done mm-hmm. cumulatively. Um, also, I would not be surprised if like Kuminga is one of those guys where it's like, oh, weird. He grew three inches. Right, um, right, right. <laughs> yeah, because he's eighteen or whatever. Well, and it's also like you could see where it's like, hey, he's just uh, you know, started getting a lot more nutrients uh, in the NBA mm-hmm. instead of just being a weird teenager playing basketball for his family's economic stability in another country. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I, I can't really make a prediction. There's say. like no, it's again, it's either like total bust or not. Like he's either. You know what? He's like either Harrison Barnes or he's Stanley Johnson. Like those are <laughs> like. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> right, right, right. I think he's. Yeah, I yeah, I see that. I think I think it is a good. I think he's in a very good situation though. 
I think he's I think it's good. I think it's better that he didn't end up on a bad team. Sure. I much like Stanley I Johnson, honestly. I sort of think he they they should be playing him in these preseason games uh a little bit. Like I get that we're Oh man, I almost used we. I but oh. I'm I, oh, like Joey. But no, I wasn't gonna say we. Like I was gonna oh. like speak from Steve Kerr. Like I get that their thing is like we've got to figure out the, the how the vets play together, and it's like, but also like this guy's not gonna play for a whole season. Like maybe teach him, maybe play him the entire second half. Like I don't really think Otto Porter needs to play as much as they're playing him. <laughs> <laughs> what do you play like he played like 10 minutes and six minutes yeah i mean kuminga also he hurt his knee tonight so who cares oh. but, um, um, uh moses moody joey what do you think like do you believe west, he's like a west matthews type um that's yeah, what totally. i say. yeah um anyway we've talked about the warriors too long way any too jokes. long um yeah you're right uh over under oh yeah. yeah uh no no we don't we do sopranos first Oh, oh, yeah, we'll do Sopranos first. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say that I don't know if this team or if I'm thinking about Joe Lacob specifically. I think the Warriors are the CEO of Wibistics. <laughs> the, uh, the, the pump and dub stock that uh, Christopher Moltisanti pushes in season two. Mm-hmm. And and... I feel like they're light years ahead. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, yeah, they're, they're going to add some more bullying. This one's this one is also easy. The Golden State Warriors are the uh uh Chris Messina's character, James Fonda's son, Reese Lansing, the president of AWM and Jane Fonda's son, like a huge tech dick who's always wrong. <laughs> Hear that. Love it. Um all right, over under Sean is the number is forty seven and a half. Um, I'm gonna say over, but like Steph Curry misses ten games and they're under. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh, I think it's a good number though. Forty eight win ass team. <laughs> they won. They won effectively forty four. Forty four and a half. If you were extrapolating it, I'm gonna take the under. But only by half a game. Ooh. I think they're winning 47 games. Yeah, I think they're winning 48 games. So I guess yeah. we're... <laughs> this is where we fight. Okay. Uh, I just don't think Steph is going to be able to have the year he had last year again. I think that's I think that's right. Mainly, I think they will just... I it, It's... um. I think I think they are going to raise the floor. This like, team is much better than they were last year, though, for sure. Well, they just—I would just say Otto Porter's have, healthy and Bielitsa are healthy. They just played a lot of and terrible. They, they just had a lot of minutes go to terrible players last year. Yeah, and that's not going to be the case this year. I so mean, that, the, the person we didn't talk about at all, Sean. Clay is, Thompson. Here's, no, here's oh. the question. Uh huh. How much is James Wiseman going to play for this team? God, I forgot he was on the team, dude. How <laughs> <laughs> I will be I will be honest, he did not even cross my mind. Cuz uh he was like one he was really terrible last year. Like he yeah, and but Kelly Oubre like combined to make them lose way more games than they did than they should have last year. Um, um 
I think that is, I don't know. He, he was really good in some games though. Like, like when they, when they would like run and throw lobs to him and stuff. He's the only player like ever to be a negative in plus minus who played consistent minutes with Steph Curry. Okay, but he like <laughs> I, I'm just saying like <laughs> he played he he played 39 games too. I like, know, but he was really bad. Like, but he was a 19 year old who didn't play college basketball. Right, but what I'm saying is like he also didn't he get a training camp and is coming off an injury. Like, how much are they going to play him? That's my question. <laughs> I mean, not not really that much. I think I think they're probably yeah. going to play him a similar amount that they played him this year. Like. There's a but but like there's a reason they don't have they're clearly planning to play him a lot at center. Look at the roster. I well, if you hear if you hear Steve Kerr, they're saying this is the year they're playing Draymond at center mostly. Right, but I'm just look. It's like the Anthony Davis thing. I mean, I'm I'm sure they will be playing him at center a bit, but they're still not starting him at center. And they're still going to well, have him. Well, they're going to start Kevin Kevon Looney at center. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So if he doesn't start at center and mm-hmm. he's going to sit for 18 minutes a game, that's 24 minutes that he won't be playing center. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, there's there's definitely some space for him there. But like, uh, I don't know. I they were definitely better without Wiseman, but they. If you look at the players that played a lot for them last year, it's crazy. It is crazy how like it, how many Kent Bazemore playing twenty minutes a game. That's not great, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Uh, Kelly Oubre was terrible. They played Eric Pascal eighteen minutes a game. Brad Wanamaker played sixteen minutes a game. Uh, you know, Nico Mannion in his thirty games, he played twelve minutes a game. Smile like. There are just some terrible players on the roster mm-hmm. last year. So, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't have very high expectations for him. But I also just think that being able to be around a few more grown-ups is probably going to be helpful. Like, being on the court without Brad Wanamaker would be, like, that. that's a huge upgrade right mm-hmm. there. Yeah. I just, he didn't play with Brad Wanamaker, though, is the problem. He played with Steph Curry. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I just, it seems, it seems kind of insane to draw a lot of conclusions about his season last year. Again, I don't think there's the upside you'd want for the second pick of the draft, but it seems like it would be. It seems a little wild to write him off. Fair. I'm just like, like, like. Like, how many times has Steph Curry played with a 19-year-old rookie? Sure. I just, I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do there is really more my question. Because, like, he, again, didn't get a summer league or a training yeah. camp again. Like, fucking cool, yeah. dude. Like, but I mean, like, send him to the G League. <laughs> That's my I, take. <laughs> maybe. I just say, you're, you're... I just feel like you're saying that and it sounds like you're saying as if it's his fault. I'm not. No, I don't think it's his fault. I think it's right. the Warriors' fault for how they've dealt with him, frankly, and by drafting him at all. But anyway. Oh, well, yes, but, but, <laughs> I mean, like, but I mean, he got, he got COVID and he got hurt twice and nobody got a training camp mm-hmm. last year. So it's like, 
I mean, I wish I wish he was playing. I wish he wasn't hurt, but uh, I don't I don't know. Like, I I don't really expect very much from him this year, but I think I think he could be not shitty for sure. Well, that's is he gonna be not shitty? All right, the Los for Angeles Clippers like, for a team that leaned on like JaVale McGee and Marquise Chris. I think he could reach that bar. I mean, maybe. I don't know. It would help. It would help if they ran more for sure. And that seems like what they were kind of doing at the end of the year. Now, maybe, maybe he was slowing them down when he was there, but uh, I just kind of think they'll um, maybe stop forcing him to do to to, like post up. That's, but see, that's the bigger problem. The bigger problem is like, and it's the same problem with Ubre. It's like, there was a reluctance to simplify their offense at all for those guys. And but I mean, I, just, just but they but they would like post him up and stuff. I don't think they need to do that. Like, just put him in the dunker spot. I mean, I, maybe, maybe, I'm just maybe saying maybe they like won't run, do a, that, but... run a screen and roll for him. Like, yeah, exactly. The, but they refuse to do that is my thing. Anyway, I just I just don't think last year is necessarily very instructive about his future okay the los angeles clippers uh last year they went 47 and 25 good for fourth in the west that was approximately they beat dallas four to three they beat utah four to two then lost to phoenix two to four they finally made the conference finals once doc rivers was fired i can't Uh, believe he blew the conference final like (laughs) how did that sixers team not okay they we were talked good about them for already. Fourth in offense, eighth in defense. Uh, they said goodbye to Patrick Beverly, even though it was these last next five years were his. They said goodbye to Rajon Rondo, who honestly I forgot was on the Clippers. Uh-huh. They said goodbye to Boogie Cousins. They said goodbye to Pat Patterson. They said goodbye to Daniel Oturu. And then unfortunately, they've said goodbye to Kawhi Leonard's ACL this year. Sean, who are they bringing in to replace those guys? Uh, they're bringing in hair salon enthusiast Eric Bledsoe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miami Heat Reclamation Project, Danny Ainge's white whale, Justice Winslow. Mm-hmm. Um, big man Justice Winslow, Harry Giles. <laughs> uh, the tallest guy on the roster, Isaiah Hartenstein, who's been on every team in the league. Uh, it's, and then the- It's Hartenstein. <laughs> Hartenstein. Uh, <laughs> then they have um, rookies Keon Johnson and Jason Preston, both late first round picks. I think mm-hmm. Jason Preston was a first round pick. Uh, and thousands and thousands of urinals. Yeah. My first question for you, Sean. Uh huh. Is this the season the perfect Paul George situation? Oh, yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. Uh, he can cook. There's no pressure there. Mm-hmm. Um, the Clippers' offense, kind of in general, is... I mean, this is probably not a great sign going forward, but um, it's kind of a better offense when it's Paul George, like, spreading things around. Mm-hmm. Quarterback Paul George with the team they had in the playoffs... Um, Look, Kawhi is like a devastating scorer, and he's very effective, but uh, not a good passer, actually. Not not the way, yeah. Like he <laughs> passes, but he passes as like a last resort. Mm-hmm. Whereas Paul George seems like, like kind of kind of likes to pass because well, again, kind of he's. 
Paul George is a weirdo because he's sort of like a person saying, like, look at me, don't look at me, look at me, uh-uh. don't look at me. And that's kind of how I think I think just <laughs> yeah, like like he and he and Kawhi don't necessarily complement each other that well, even though they're like life partners, I guess. <laughs> um uh but yeah, it's like it's perfect because Almost anything is a success unless they miss the playoffs. Um, he appears healthy and not injury prone mm-hmm. uh, compared to the other guy. Uh, also, he and Kawhi are locked up for so many years right now. Right. <laughs> they both signed extensions. Um, and it's kind of like, like I, I just I think Paul George um, is not, you know, maybe the best uh clutch player in the playoffs but i think he's like a great guy to keep eric bledsoe and justice winslow engaged you know like like they're going to get the ball you think justice winslow's going to play i mean it's i i don't really know what's wrong with him <laughs> but but yes i i but he's uh his he's, body is broken John? Right, but like, wasn't he not hurt at the end of last year? <laughs> I I kind of have no I I don't really know what's going on with him, but I thought he was I thought he was like uh, capable of playing last year, but he just um, like was just out of the rotation at Memphis. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, <laughs> you know, I think one thing that makes it sound like he um. <laughs> What is this? Uh, sorry. There's an article where someone mistakenly uh, misreads an injury that Justice Winslow had and says that he had hip replacement surgery. Mm-hmm. He did not have hip replacement surgery. No. Like, he would not be a basketball player anymore. And I think there, for whatever reason, the Google page rank of it, this guy misreading a typo. If you look at Justice Winslow injuries, it's like, yeah, his hip replacement. Is he going to be able to come back from that hip replacement? Uh, He had a hip displacement. Uh That is what happened, which is a bad injury. Like, definitely a hip displacement is rough and hard to come back from. Mm-hmm. Maybe he did get a hip. Repl- Maybe I'm wrong about this. The LA Times said he had hip replacement surgery. Okay, I don't believe in him anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, why would you? He hasn't played basketball in five years. <laughs> uh, did he? <laughs> Is he playing in the preseason? He scored four points this week, four assists, seven rebounds. I think he. Look, he. I think he's going to play a little bit, but he's. I just think he fits well with the team because this is like the perfect team to just be like, yeah, this guy's weirdly like a power forward, but he's kind of also the backup point guard and uh, he's kind of never going to shoot, but he's going to get lots of rebounds. And he's on a team where it's like, yeah, dude, pass to any of the other four guys at any point that he's on the court. Everyone else wants to shoot more than him. Here's, here's he's like my a good biggest question about though. this team. Yeah. yeah. Is historically... Uh, Reggie Jackson, he kind of wilds out after getting paid. Is he about to wild out again? <laughs> I mean, yes, <laughs> he's, good. he's definitely going to do that. Um, <laughs> no, there's a lot, there's a lot of guys you cannot count on. Um, like, uh, 
Is Nick Batum going to turn it back into uh, Charlotte Hornets, uh, Charlotte Bobcats? Uh, um, uh, I mean, I honestly Batum think there's, <laughs> there's like more variability with this team. What's so weird to me, though, is um, how much everyone just loved Nick Batum. Mm-hmm. There were guys just talking about like, oh, Nick Batum, <laughs> Nick Batum changed my life, man. Like I wouldn't be the player I was today. Who was it? Uh, yeah, this it is was... like Boris Diaw shit, dude. Yeah, Terrence, Terrence Mann was just like, oh, the best teammate ever. Had. Yeah, no, this is like straight up Boris Diaw shit. Except the problem is, is Nick Batum went to the Clippers, not the Spurs. And now Kawhi is hurt. Is right, he going right, to become right. a lazy Frenchman again? That's my question. Yeah, that's true. I I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I just kind of think that even with them, they're bringing in bad injury vibes, guys. But Eric Bledsoe's the only bad vibes guy, I think. Well, of no. These dudes. Reggie Jackson's the ultimate bad. Oh, I'm just saying guy. of guys they brought in. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but but I'm like. But Rondo, Beverly, and Cousins out, I almost feel like that's a vibe improvement. Um oh and the other the other thing about the team is uh I think they I think they got a bit of a steal with Keon Johnson, I would say. A guy I would have been fairly pleased with the Warriors taking like ten ten picks earlier. I don't think he knows how to play basketball yet is the problem. Um what I will say is this team has the weirdest, longest-tenured player in the NBA. Sean, <laughs> do you know who their longest-tenured player is? I do. Tell uh, the listeners. Zubac. It's Avica Zubats. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, a man you might remember from being on the Lakers four years ago. <laughs> yeah, and he was traded for... Uh... Mikey Jaws himself, Mike Muscala. Uh, I, I can't play that rap right nope, now. Nope, um, nope. All right, Sean, my last question for you is, will Steve Ballmer go to any of the previews for Billy Billy Crystal's musical, Mr. Saturday Night, during its trial run in Massachusetts? Uh, he will not, Joey. <laughs> He's not going. But will Daryl Morey? Yeah, he'll be there. He didn't yeah, like it disguise. <laughs> He's like, I can't be I can't be tampering here with another musical. You know what's a weird thing about uh <laughs> this is a crazy thing. Well, Chris uh, Paul? Didn't Chris Paul say Billy Crystal was his family during he the did. NBA finals? Yeah, oh, Chris yeah. Paul's Chris Paul's gonna go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll be a healthy scratch for a game. Uh did you know that Keon Johnson uh two months before high school had a terrible fireworks accident? Yeah, he... He broke four of his fingers. He was knocked unconscious and thrown 10 feet and had to have emergency surgery to avoid the amputation of his fingers at like age 13. But he seems fine now. Seems fine now. But again, be careful with your fireworks, people. This is our special 4th of July episode of Rebel Rock. Uh, it's like Ted Lasso. This yeah. Our, um, all right. Sacramento. Oh, sorry. We got to do the. Stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Sean, who's the soprano? Uh, this is Steve Buscemi's character, Tony Blundetto. Uh, there's a more successful cousin in the same city, and uh, they they keep hurting their legs too. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, I think this is weird. I I just found this out uh, that uh, Tyron Liu is actually a board certified uh, massage therapist. Mm-hmm. So, great. Mm. Um, all right, Sean. Uh, the newsroom. Oh. 
Who well, yeah. newsroom? I'm going to say uh-huh. <laughs> the Clippers are uh, Dr. Jacob Habib, uh, played by David Krumholtz, who weirdly plays uh, Jeff Daniels' therapist. <laughs> that's weird. It's weird that he even goes to therapy. That, that's That's what he's like after therapy? Jesus Christ. Well, you want to know why he plays Wait, is wait, is Krumholtz skinny or fat in the show? Uh, skinny. Okay. Um He's like both in the deuce. It's weird. Well, I'll tell you, but do you want to know why he's his therapist? Uh, why? Uh because his dad was his so he oh, God, that is going to his the son. So um, this is like this is like if 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 Doc Rivers was your therapist and you started right. seeing Austin Rivers. Well, instead. no, but to me, this is like you signed up to have uh, Kawhi Leonard be your star. And now it's Paul George. You know yeah. What yeah. I mean? And uh, and then also Nick Batum's son, Terrence Mann, is your other star now. Um, all right, Sean. Uh, over under 45 and a half. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm going over. <laughs> I've like I've really talked myself into this team and I will not I will not be surprised when they win 40 games and then make a make a historic play in run to the 8 seed but um I'm going over. I think I think they can win. It's just a little too low for me. I am taking the under. This team is a disaster. This is Paul They're George way, I mean, isn't like a healthy guy, and then what happens when Paul George gets hurt? This is like a fifteen-win team without Paul. George. They got a lot of guys. I don't. I don't. I, they have I, a lot of good role players, sure, but like if Paul George gets hurt, what happens here, Sean? <laughs> it's like who's the president after that? This is right. Like, this is like this, this is, is like, a bunch of secretaries it, of agriculture. Fucking here. Reggie Jackson becomes the fulcrum of your offense if Paul George yeah. gets hurt. Like I just, I just think, I just think Paul George could be like a top five player in the NBA this year, and that that should be enough to win forty six games. I just think he's gonna miss thirty games, and they're fucked. I think, I think he might miss ten games. He's gonna be, he's gonna be empowered by no Kawhi. We'll see, dude. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I am, I am overrating Paul George probably, but I think you're, I think you're maybe. I don't know. I can't, I can't think of how many. I don't have a good sense of how many games Paul George actually does miss every year. It's kind of a lot, I think. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. He played. He missed eighteen games last year. Mm-hmm. He missed thirty-four games the year before. Now, before that, he had a four-year stretch. Where he was 81, 75, 79, 77 games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you gotta, you gotta probably pencil him in for missing a, fi- a good 15. <laughs> that's right? what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah, there's no way they win those 15, 15 losses, games even. So, then, <laughs> so I'd say they're, say they're 2 and 13 in those games. Yeah. So what do they have to do to hit the over? That's 34 and 23 to hit the over? Mm hmm. I think they can do that. I think they're. I think it's just low enough. I mean, dude, I this is this is my worst bet. I'm gonna say <laughs> people have their best bets. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to. Um, all I right. I don't know. Why, I don't know why I find this team charming when I normally find them repulsive. <laughs> all right, the Sacramento Kings, good for twelfth in the. We're twelfth in the West. Approximately thirty-five wins. They went thirty-one uh-huh. and forty-one. 
They haven't made the playoffs since 2006. They had the 11th best offense I'm last shocked year. by this. But... But, the, but the 30th best defense. I'm not um, shocked by that. They said goodbye to Hassan Whiteside, Delon Wright, and uh, one of my favorite non-NBA NBA <laughs> players, Kyle Guy. Uh-huh. Um, they said hello to Tristan Thompson, Alex Len, Rookie da- rookies Davion Mitchell and Nemius Queta, and uh-huh. then uh, weirdly they kept everyone um, that yeah. you'd think would have left. <laughs> and then they also did not trade Harrison Barnes for two first round picks last year at the deadline. Probably going to be a that's probably going to be a mistake. Wait, right? someone uh, someone offered them that? <laughs> yeah, multiple teams did. Um, two first round picks? Yeah, I mean they were like protected. I'm pretty yeah, sure the Sixers I'd, offered them two first-round picks. He'd, um, he'd be good on that, too. You know, he plays yeah. power forward now, so that's perfect for them. Um. <laughs> um, Sean. Uh-huh. What's the deal with this team? I don't get it, man. Uh, they're, they're, like the, they're like the worst kind of bad team. Because normally, you have these bad teams, but you've drafted highly enough that there's like here's just... my number one question <laughs> okay why yeah. the fuck is luke walton still the coach of this team so here's my theory <laughs> it's that the rest of the organization is so chaotic that he is just dodging the firing because other people are getting fired above him uh-huh and no one particularly wants to commit to a new coach because like you know, like like they they got rid of Vlade, and they have a new general manager who's clearly not particularly empowered, mm-hmm. right? Like like Vivek is the boss, right? Or possibly like aren't, aren't, wasn't there some like ultra powerful like marketing? Yeah, there was like a lady that? he really yeah. liked. I forget. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just no one's really in charge, and well, and and the fact that uh, that like. Um, it's the weirdest thing to me is that I'm pretty sure Vivek doesn't like Luke Wald. They don't, no one does. <laughs> no, no one likes him, <laughs> but it's like, we'd have to find someone like who else even wants this job. Are they still paying George Carl? I don't think they're paying George Carl. Maybe they're still paying some coaches, right though? Like, uh, uh are they still I paying? Mean, what's his name? The guy after George Carl? Um, not they uh, fired Mike Mullen to get George Carl, uh, Dave Yeager. Yeah, yeah, that's who they're still paying, right? I was gonna say <laughs> I mean, Minnesota Frank Vogel. Um. <laughs> um, okay, George Carl, his contract expired at the end of the 2019 season. Okay, uh, but they're he still was paying fired. Dave Yeager, he was fired. Yeah, yeah. He was. Uh, <laughs> they fired George Carl one game shy of coaching his 2000th game in the NBA, but. <sighs> As far as I could tell, he still had. I mean, unless unless this contract continue was considering the fourteen fifteen season, they paid him until at least twenty eighteen, if mm-hmm. not twenty nineteen. Yeah, are they paying so that, Dave Yeager still? Uh, I'm gonna find out right now. Um, I mean, but but even who would you? I I can't even think like what. I mean, obviously, there'd be a coach. Like a like a coach would be better. I'm just like, saying. Do you think maybe he's like 
hanging on so he doesn't have to pay two coaches, three coaches at the same time. Is that uh, why we s- haven't fired Luke Walton yet? They they extended Jaeger through 2020. Uh-huh. So he they have they stopped paying him after last year. Um, does does he still want to try to coach the Timberwolves? Is that still his plan? <laughs> uh, yeah, they only had to pay Jaeger for like another full year, I think. Although that- it, it's unclear, there may have been an option year they were still paying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they just don't want to pay another coach, and I'm. I, it's like no one's even empowered enough to find a new coach because who would want that job? It's got. It might be the worst job in the NBA. Except the players aren't that bad. No, but the organization is terrible. I mean, I just, I can't think of maybe coaching the Magic is a worse job. But even there, it's like there's some hope. Yeah, but you have to take DeVos money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, morally, it's 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 terrible. But But just in terms of like the worst job. I think a Cavs job is worse than the Magic or the Kings. Cavs job might be the worst, especially because your boss is like a 24 year old. That's Cleveland art aficionado. Yeah, but anyway, um, it's crazy. No, it feels like they've. It feels like they've just. Uh, I I don't I don't understand because he's not doing a good job, and he didn't do a good job in no. his previous. Time. And the players and, hate him. And he had a sexual assault lawsuit against yeah. him that that like is before not he even coached a game before he coached a game. They could have um, just uh, fired him for that. Yeah, just just <laughs> I. Don't, but no one knows what they're doing there. Like, just no one knows what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, they've had a bunch of um. Well, they've also high lottery picks. What did they do with those high took lottery a bunch picks? Of they point took, cards. took a bunch of point cards. Yeah, <laughs> it's a whole this whole hook on all these guys. Like, Look, Halliburton is very flexible. He can play all over the place, but you kind of think you'd want him at least to be the secondary ball handler. Like, well, he that's who they're going to be... trade for Ben Simmons, though. Too is Halliburton. Yeah. So okay, so if they tra- say they trade Tyrese Halliburton for mm-hmm. Ben Simmons and whatever other Detroit has to go in that. It's going to be Buddy Hill and two picks. That's my, that, that is, that is what that I'm is, convinced. That is way too much to give be. up, by the way. Yeah, but it's, he's Maury's friend. It's a, don't forget, Monty McNair is Maury's friend. Right, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying objectively. But there'll be fake picks, too. <laughs> but also, they're the Kings. <laughs> Look, the Kings could do anything. Like, <laughs> um, okay, say they trade for Ben Simmons, and they uh-huh. trade Buddy Heald, and Tyrese Halliburton for Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. How good is this team now? I mean, pretty good, right? Like, playing. They're, they're good enough to make the play-in, right? But isn't that, like, kind of where they are right now? No. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, last year, they tanked at the very end of the season. Mm-hmm. But th- it's... I just feel like there's such an unpredictable team. I they just were... don't think there's any way with Ben Simmons to me, they're on the like New Orleans level, right? Okay. Without so they were... him, they are not. I so they... do not believe in Monte Fox. Um... Wait, what? <laughs> oh, oh, you're I... calling Darren Fox Monte Morris? Is no, I'm calling him Monte Ellis. Um, oh, oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> um, they, were, they were two games out of the plan. 
Yeah, uh, I think Ben Simmons makes them three games better. Yeah, but it's still a it's still a terrible team. Yeah, but they haven't made the playoffs since two thousand six. Right, I'm just like saying anything this is... to get better. <laughs> I mean, at least it's more interesting. I guess it's just funny because it's like uh, if they're trading Halliburton to get him, it's it's like not really that. It's just like not. I just feel like they're doomed. They trade two first round picks and Heald and Halliburton, and now they've got yeah, Deer and Fox and Ben Simmons. So you have two point guards who can't shoot. Rocking the team. Well, now, and Brandon, Davion not Mitchell. Gonna... Oh, and Davion Mitchell. Great. Okay. But the idea would then be right, like with him and Davion Mitchell, you're building like an actual defense. Right, you're like a defensive team. Right, now. right. So that I mean, they would be better. They would not be the worst defense in the league. They would have three point guards though. And well, but Ben Simmons is not a point guard. Remember? Well, like I mean, I guess he he might have to subvert his game a little bit and not play point guard as a as a non shooting six ten man. Um, who's I? I don't even know who. <laughs> It just feels like here's my question. You're almost running out like a process Sixers team. <laughs> and Rishon Holmes is is there too. He's yeah. like back and he's like, what? Here's my what question about this team. Uh-huh. Who is the who is the small forward on? Uh technically it's Harrison Barnes. Right. That's what but like. but there's no way Marvin Bagley is gonna be playing, so it's Mo Harkless. Mm-hmm. I mean, really? I guess it's Lewis if King. It were, if it were my team, <laughs> oh god! <laughs> I mean, he's. I was gonna say, well, you could slide Halliburton over there, and I'm like, he is not big enough at all. <laughs> he weighs like a hundred pounds. I mean, I th- I think the you, lineup, I think I it's would... gonna be Davion Mitchell, dude. I think he will be guarding the threes at, at, six, at six feet tall. Six feet tall. Yeah. I was thinking I was thinking you would maybe slide, but I think I would play Fox, Halliburton, Heald, and just slide everybody down and but <laughs> this team sucks, man. I mean I guess Tristan it's weird to look at it and be like, yeah, Tristan Thompson and Alex Len they are helping. But their power <laughs> here's their power forwards right now. Mm-hmm. Marvin Bagley the third, mm-hmm. Chimezi Metu. Which, by the way, the second they let Marvin Bagley go they trade him or whatever. Uh-huh. He's going to win most improved player. He's not going to be good, but he's going to win most improved player. I guarantee it's just gonna it. Be, it's going to be like a guy who got out of prison getting his GED, and that's most improved. Because he, like, he couldn't even shoot free throws last year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... Um, oh, he's also eligible for a rookie extension, but they got to get it done before October 18th. <laughs> Hey, he makes me feel a lot better about James Wiseman going number two, dude. Um, okay, so Joey, what would be a successful season for the Sacramento fans? I'm going to th- give you some options. It's a play-in game. Making the play-in? Yeah. Uh, winning the 9-10 game, then losing the 8-seed game? Would that be That would be the greatest Sacramento Kings <laughs> moment in 15 years. What about if they just opened up, they reopened the murder burger in Davis? That'd be pretty good, right? Uh, what about John McRae from Cake sits, like, not courtside, but, like, in the fourth row? Uh, Luke Walton gets fired. That might be that the, might be the best. Yeah, I think that's the best thing uh, that could happen. Gray Davis goes to a game and gets bo- booed. 
former governor, disgraced, disgraced, recalled governor. Well, you know, it's going to be very funny Uh is that they're going to end up tanking, right? To try and get the number one pick. (laughs) That's what's going to happen here. (laughs) If they don't trade for Ben Simmons. (laughs) Those are the two options, right? Tanking or Ben Simmons. I I don't think they can tank hard enough. I mean, I guess they could just dump Heald and Barnes and then... The entire team is guards and Rishon Hall. Guards and centers. It's point guards and centers. I don't even understand why they re-signed Rishon Holmes. Like, I love Rishon Holmes. I think he's a very good player. But, like, what's he doing on this team? Like, what's... Do you know what I'm saying? Like... Like, like why, why would they... I mean, they're the kings. Right, but what I'm saying... <laughs> yes, but, like, Rishon Holmes should be on, like the hornets or whatever you know what i mean (laughs) like uh yeah that guy's like a good big that helped them finally uh, get over the hump to make the playoffs (laughs) well i i do agree with it but um i mean the the real reason was they they didn't really have to pay him that much yeah i mean that's he's he's 27 they got him to they got his like age twenty eight to thirty one seasons. It is a depressing signing him coming back there because also it's like they announced it at a certain number and then it turned out it was like two million dollars a year less. So mm-hmm. he's making like a it, the worst the worst kind of contract to have uh, is like a four year forty seven million dollar contract where you're like <laughs> like it's it's either too much or too cheap and like. God, I mean, I, that's what, that's what the, the, the Kings are. The Kings are just settling all the time. Mm-hmm. Just like, well, he can't do any better than this. Like, like, I understand that maybe DeLon Wright didn't like fall, didn't yet match their plans. Right. Cause they drafted but, Davion Mitchell. But man, trading him for Tristan Thompson. <laughs> that is a, that is a bummer. That is a giant bummer. Like, and I don't even love DeLon Wright that much, but Jesus. Like, Tristan Thompson is such a Sacramento king. Like, they got rid of Hassan Whiteside, and they added a Tristan Thompson. Like, like even a guy like Alex Len, I'm like, I'm, I'm happy he finally got some money, but, like, uh, it, they just get these guys who were like reclaimed in other teams and now come to Sacramento to just wallow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God. Uh, All right. Uh, so yeah. Sean, who's the soprano? Uh, Artie Bucco. I think it's, that's pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like can never get it together. Never, never hits rock bottom though. That's mm-hmm. the key. Uh, gets rock bottom, occasionally has aspirations and is, Slapped back down by life and or Tony Soprano. I mean, Artie Bucco is 12th place in the Sopranos conference. Mm-hmm. But every year. Uh, all right, Sean, the Sacramento Kings on the newsroom are very clearly BJ Novak's character, Lucas Pruitt. He's on the show? Uh, yep. <laughs> He's a... Uh... Here's here's what he plays. He plays a young libertarian who's trying to buy the news network whose views on citizen journalism clash with Charlie, Will, and Mac. 
All right. Ah, charming as ever. BJ Novak, always beloved on screen. Um, under, Sean? It's uh, a yeah, yeah, number 36, uh, 36 and a half. half. That's an under for me. I think it could go real bad, but not bad enough to get the first pick, unfortunately. <laughs> Just well, bad enough to draft seventh. <laughs> Uh, I'm also taking the under, um, and that's our episode. Sean, did you write a song? Yeah, in honor of the Sacramento Kings, I wrote a song. Uh, it's a it's a version of "The Distance" by Sacramento's greatest musical expert, Cake. It's called "The Business." It's about Vivek. Oh, it's not about your. Uh, no, no, it's not. Which was also called "The Business." Called the business. Um, and then as for COVID, me, put us out, put us out of business. As for me, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, who on September 29th, I tweeted, I still like to go fast. Trust the process. Trust the process. And uh, shut it down. Let's all fire Luke Walton. Yeah, goddammit. Reluctantly crouched at the golden one, sweat glance perspiring, not firing Walton. Buddy healed scowls, the ball goes up. The guy that he's guarding goes straight to the cup. He's inept with maneuvers, that can't tank. He signed veterans, but they've always stank. He's the Heisenberg of bad team chemistry. Drafted a rapper instead of Luca D. As they roll through the season, the crowds go down. Sars contracts expire and they get out of town. The arena is empty, except for one guy still scheming and dreaming. He's five and a half feet high. Boogie has left town and Tyrese has come up. The new arena has a robotic cup, but he's losing, confusing, and spinning some yarns. And thinking about extending Harrison Barnes. Cause he's, he's running the, the business. business. He's not drafting for need. Fired Mike Malone. Mike Malone. was a game out of the HC. Because he's wheeling and dealing and dumbing sales does. He's hiring and firing and falling on his ass. He's running the business. No trophies, no playoffs, no awards, no respect. He's haunted by leads they cannot protect. Soul-crushing failures, he's ruining lives. Still thinks that his defense should play four and five. In his mind, he's still coaching. Goes in seventh grade. He holds Falcon Gladwell, remembers his name. But he's weeping and sleeping and plotting a trade. He's begging Teresa and Didman get paid. Their wins have gone down and the team always sucks. And we're pretty sure Luke Walton is a cuck. But he's panicked, pedantic, hanging in old town and running the team further into the ground. Cause he's running the business. He hates Buddy Healed. He's always on the wrong end of every deal. Because he's texting and flexing and shaking KJ. He doesn't know how Bull Dung got away. He's running the business. He'll never succeed. He's running the business. He's running the business. 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.